Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of Faith, Fitness, Joy, what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. Today, we are talking about faith, not as in religious faith, but faith as in what it means to truly have faith, to move forward towards something when you have no idea whether it's going to work or how it's going to work out or any of that. So if this is something that you are seeking some guidance around, then you are going to want to join me in today's episode of Faith Fitness Joy. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. This is Faith Fitness Joy, and my name is Rochelle Renee. Are you struggling to lose weight, love yourself, and reconnect to who you truly are? Do you wish for more energy and happiness? And do you seek a deeper connection to God, or maybe to grow spiritually? As a single mom working in a demanding full-time job, I felt exactly like this. I struggled with anxiety, depression, and I was in adrenal burnout. I felt like a shell of myself. I was working over 60 hours a week. I was stressed out and spread too thin. I was overweight and I struggled with body dysmorphia. I knew I had to do something really fast so that I could be a better version of me for my kids. Fortunately, I found the way back to myself. I regained my health, I lost weight, I transformed my mindset, and I found healing. Now, my mission is to help other high-performing moms accomplish the same. Faith Fitness Joy is all about achieving health of the mind, body, and soul. If you're ready to lose weight or get fit, improve your nutrition, and step into the happiest, healthiest, highest version of yourself, then Faith Fitness Joy is the podcast for you. Okay. Welcome, beautiful souls, to today's episode of Faith Fitness Joy. It is another wonderful Wednesday. And uh, we are coming in here to do the 90th episode of this podcast. Today's topic is what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. So before we begin, I just want to express my just sincerest, deepest gratitude to all of you who have been listening to my podcast over the course of this nearly uh, one year um, or along the way depending on when you may have um, discovered it and started listening to it. And also um, just want to express my gratitude to those of you who have subscribed to it, who are subscribed to it. Um, It just means a lot to me to have you here with me along the way with the journey. Also to those of you who are subscribed to the blog or who follow my blog as well. um, I have been uh, basically continuing to build the blog as I've been doing the podcast. So I just really appreciate all of you um, listening and tuning in every week. And I really did not expect to be at this point this time a year ago when I first was getting ready to launch. It'll be a year early next month in March. Um, And it's just amazed me that I'm sitting here um, doing my 90th episode. I mean, holy smokes, I had no idea that it would come this far. Uh, And actually, um, because I get asked about doing a podcast so much. Um, and I've had a lot of people reach out about how do you do it, especially because people are often, uh, kind of surprised or blown away when they find out that I do all of it on my own. Uh, I record and edit and publish all my own content and everything myself. Um, so I created a training called podcast like a pro, which starts tomorrow. Um, and I am still enrolling for that. So if you are interested in having your very own podcast, I would highly encourage you and recommend you to, um, 
get in on that um, as soon as you can and join us in that training. I'm super excited. We have a number of uh, folks already enrolled and uh, some other people who've expressed that they're interested in, in getting enrolled. Um, so I would love to see you in there if that's something that you want to do. Uh, so I will include the link to that below in the comments on the Facebook Live. Uh, it's also on my Facebook pages and I'll also include it in the episode description. Um, so check that out, get in on it. Uh, because it's a lot easier than you think. And it's actually a lot of fun. It's something I really enjoy doing. Um, also, if you aren't already, make sure that you like subscribe and follow the podcast so that you can catch every new episode each week. And don't forget, there is also a private faith, fitness, joy, Facebook group. Uh, I will include the link to that in the comments as well. I do all kinds of different things in there. Um, like, uh, free master classes. I do a weekly channeled Q and a most of the time on Fridays, uh, and then I also share just different tips, insights, um, just different things about health, wellness of the mind, body, and soul. And then last but not least, I am also offering a free 30-day training program right now. So you will get access to a um, my training app. So you'll have workouts and you can choose between home workouts or gym workouts um, or kind of a combination of the two, if, if you want to do that. And you also have a nutrition plan and you'll get access to the Facebook group as part of that as well. That's completely free. It's worth over a thousand dollars. It is a great program. Um, so if you are looking to kickstart your weight loss and health journey, um, or maybe you've just been like kind of having a hard time getting some momentum with it, um, check that out and get in on that as well. So, um, back to today's episode. Today's episode has been inspired by sort of themes of these conversations that I've been having with friends um, and some other folks who've reached out to me over recent weeks, but it's also been over a number of different years this, this topic has kind of come up, um, probably because I am almost always, it seems, in some sort of a, <laughs> of a season um, around faith and moving forward in faith. And so it just, it's, it's really been... Um, sort of on top of mind and for me lately and where I am in my own journey, but also some questions and conversations I've been having with some friends around this. And so as I've been thinking this through and I've been getting really like, you know, strong nudges from God to, to talk about this today and focus today's episode on this, um, I've also continuously been hearing faith without works is dead. And I've been hearing um, walk by faith and not by sight. I've also been hearing expect the best and expect miracles. Uh, I'm, I'm also been getting a lot of images lately of flowing streams of water and like floodgates opening and like rushing water coming in. So it's like the, the sort of takeaway I think from that that's going to apply for many of you is things that you've been praying for, things that you've been working towards, um, maybe manifestations that you've been, you know, working on. It's all, it's all coming in. We're at a place where all of these things are coming in and all of these things are starting to pay off. But with that, um, how do I put this? Cause I don't want to, it's like, there's also sort of, um, some tests that come with it. Not, not as like, to keep it from you. It's kind of more like to make sure you're prepared for it, to make sure you're really ready. Um, so that, cause God never wants to give you more than you're ready to handle. Um, free will is a huge component, right? Like the Bible talks about free will, you know, a lot. And, um, so that's another element as well as like, 
even though it it's not necessarily about what you're verbalizing, it's what you believe inside and what your what your thoughts and your feelings and, and your thinking is saying. God knows all of that. And so, you know, he's not going to step out of bounds of that sort of of the boundaries of, of your free will. So that's another reason that some of you may be experiencing different things right now that are calling and making you call into question um, whether it's going to happen or whether it's working out or how you're going to get through something like whatever it is that you're moving through. So God has also, uh, led me to share some of my own testimony. Um, some stories that are pretty vulnerable for me to share, but he's made it very clear that he wants me to share some of that as well, because it's going to help some of you, um, who will see this or hear it. Um, whenever you are, whenever you end up catching this episode. Uh, so that's another thing we'll dive into a little bit. And then I'm also going to be giving some practical guidance and some practical things that you can apply, um, for walking in faith and whatever it is that you might be moving through and that are going to help you. Uh, because it's not really something that we're like necessarily taught, you know, it's, it's very, it's just a different kind of a, a thing, I guess you could say. Uh, so some of the things I'll be going into are, um, connecting with your inner guidance, taking inspired action and releasing the attachment to the outcome. So um, before I get kind of started with like the topics and the the content for today, let's clarify like what I'm talking about, what we're talking about when I'm talking about faith. Because a lot of different things may come up for you and it may take your mind to different places. And there's a few different applications of the word and definitions, right? So I'm not talking about faith as in the religion or any religion um, in particular. It's not about that. Uh, What I'm talking about today is one of the definitions of faith that I have heard is that, you know, faith is belief without evidence. Um, And this is exemplified in numerous stories in the Bible Um, And some of the the examples God um, provided for me this morning, and probably because these have been seasons of growth that I have moved through in my own life, is the story of Noah and the ark, um, Moses and Exodus, and then Joseph is another story um, around faith. And there's obviously other ones, right? Like Daniel, the book of Daniel is a good example, Um, David and Goliath, and and a number of these other stories we have in the Bible. Um, There's just the Bible is just, you know, overflowing with these different, uh, stories of faith that, um, but it's also sort of these different angles of faith, right? So like, if you look at the story of Noah, right? Noah knew, um, and trusted what God told him, which was that there was going to be this flood and it was going to be coming and it was going to flood the whole earth and it was going to be bad, you know? And so, you know, Noah needed to build this ark, That's what Noah knew and Noah trusted God, but everyone around Noah thought he was nuts and they just like dismissed what he said. Um, but he continued to proceed anyway. And like, just kind of think about that for a second. You know, what would, how would that feel? What would it be like to be Noah where, you know, you're, you're getting this message from God and you know what God's told you. God's told you to do a very specific thing. You're trying to tell other people, nobody's listening to you. Everybody thinks you're crazy. I mean, that must have felt so isolating and, um, I don't know. I mean, I just, it, it just kind of pondering that. Right. And then we have the example of Moses, right. And, and the story of Exodus. So 
in this example, it was, it was kind of where faith in God and faith in yourself dovetail. Um, because one of the things about the story of Moses is that, or Exodus, right, where Moses led the, um, the Israelites out of Egypt and out of slavery, um, is that a lot of the beginning of the story is Moses going through this whole like process of self-doubt. And like, he was, he was even kind of like saying to God, like, really God, me, like, I'm just Moses. I can't, I can't lead these people out of Egypt. What are you doing? Like you picked the wrong guy that I can't do this. Right. And God even got like frustrated with him. Cause he's like, you know, I need you to do this. I've called you to do this. Like stop doubting yourself, get over yourself and get out of the way and help me. Um, and, and so when Moses finally kind of crossed that and, and just started to learn to trust God and move forward and do what God was, was leading him to do, you know, he ends up leading the people out of Israel or out of Egypt, um, the, the parting of the Red Sea and all of that, uh, the other amazing parts of that story. Right. Uh, and then another, uh, story and also season that, um, God has moved me through in my life is the story of Joseph, right? Where, um, if you're not familiar with that story, I believe it's in Genesis and, um, it's the story of where he gets this coat or this robe or something from his dad and his brothers are jealous and they, they betray him. And so the story is like how he moves on in the story of, in the wake of betrayal, you know, like all this horrible stuff happens to him after that. Like he ends up, um, falling and like they tried to kill him and he survives and he ends up, um, going, I forgot the, the King, but, um, long story short, you know, he ends up kind of coming into this position of respect and he ends up being able to help his family in the end, as well as like all the people through this famine, um, because he maintained his faith despite all this stuff that he was going through that just didn't, that seemed like, you know, he was, it just wasn't looking good for him and it wasn't working out yet. He continued to move in faith despite all of these things that he was moving that were happening in his life and it's also an example of how sometimes it might be a while before we see <clears throat> like how um how our action and how our obedience and how our continuing to move and walk in faith is going to unfold in this beautiful way in our lives um you know it was years before it really sort of manifested in joseph's story um so those are just some of the examples. And like I said, there's, there's numerous other ones in the Bible. Uh, and then we'll get into kind of the practical guidance and such. Um, so a couple things, the first, the first kind of example from my own walk in faith, I've, I've been through all of these different iterations and other ones, but one of the first ones, um, actually two of them kind of happened at one time in my life. Uh, and the one, the story God wanted me to share about my own testimony today is when, um, I was going through my divorce. So, um, this is, this is somewhat of a, a vulnerable story, but, um, again, this is what I've been led to share. Um, so even coming up to the point where I was going to, you know, be getting a divorce was a very difficult thing for me to do. I prayed about it a lot um, because I, I, that isn't what I wanted to do. I, I was fully prepared to have, um, you know, to be a lifelong partnership. Um, but there was things going on that were very, um, it, it just made that not, not really possible. 
Um, and there was a very deep betrayal that occurred um, where it was basically around infidelity on the part of my ex-husband. And um, I just got to a place where I tried to work through that with him. I tried, I like, I thought like, okay, this is what I need to do. And, um, and, but things continued to kind of get worse. Like it seemed like it got better for a while and then they got worse. And so I started, and I, at this point in my life, when I was still married, I was not really connected to God. Um, I, you know, we weren't going to church. I wasn't, you know, particularly religious or faithful or anything like that at the time. But I started reaching up and, and crying out to God for help because I didn't know what else to do. Um, I, I still loved God. I still like believed in God and all of that. I just wasn't particularly like I wasn't disciplined or, or doing any of the things I do now in terms of having daily connection with him and all of that. And, um, I was crying out and I just remember thinking like, I told him, I don't want to disappoint you. I don't want to, I know it's important. I know marriage is important for you. Um, and I know what the Bible says about it and I don't want to do, I don't want to step out of that, but I'm really scared that I'm going to spend the rest of my life just miserably unhappy and in what feels like a very toxic relationship. And I'm seeking guidance because I, you know, I don't know if that's what you're expecting of me or want me to do and I don't know what to do. Uh, and so the next day, uh, I was at work and, um, I heard this voice in, it, it was the Holy Spirit. I know that now at the time I didn't understand what, what exactly it was. Uh, it was kind of the end of the day at work and I heard the Holy Spirit tell me to look into the phone bill and look into the phone records. And I thought it was really strange, um, because that's not something I, I had ever done. Um, I just... I paid the phone bill, but I never, it never occurred to me to look at any of that. So I found out that there was basically this whole other life that my ex was, was living. Um, and I found that it went back years and years and years, as far back as I could trace the phone bills is how far this went back. Uh, and I remember who I can kind of feel it now again, like this, it, it was sort of like a sucker punch. It, it literally felt like somebody punched me in the stomach and took my, my breath. Um, and in hindsight, I know now like God was revealing to me. It was like he, I had cried out to him. I had asked him for guidance. I had asked him for help. I had asked him, was I really going to, was I really supposed to spend my life this way and be so unhappy. Um, and I, meanwhile, all this, this whole other thing was happening. I was completely oblivious to. And I think the, the step that I had taken in asking him was like what he needed. It was my free will. It was my permission of him to reveal truth to me, to show me the way forward despite what the church would have said to me, despite what the Bible might say or how people interpret the Bible, I think is a better way to say that. Um, and so, you know, he led me through this. So then, you know, at that point I knew like, okay, this is not, I, I, I need to get out of this. Like this, this is not going to work. And so, um, you know, he led me through, he guided me through doing that. At the same time, I was pregnant with my daughter, my, our, our second kid, um, when all this was unfolding. And uh, so I was really scared. I was really scared. Like, what was I going to do? How was I going to make everything work? What was going to happen? You know, all of that stuff was going through my mind. Um, and 
he led me to community and he led me to like a, a group. Um, and I, as this is all unfolding, I'm just drawing closer and closer to God through the whole thing. Right. I'm, I'm praying more. I'm reaching up. I'm like, you know, just really leaning into him. Cause I don't know what else to do. Um, and at the time, my best friend, um, had called me up. It was, this must've been about maybe a month after my ex-husband had moved out. And so now I'm in this space of like, okay, I'm about to have a baby. I have a, a almost three-year-old at the time. My son was only two. Um, I've got, you know, now I have to absorb the extra bills and the extra cost of everything without, you know, that second income. Cause we, you know, we shared all of that. Um, and it was just a really scary time. And then on top of that, I was, um, somewhat new in a management position, my first management position, um, at the time. And I was wanting to go for a promotion. So I was really terrified about anybody finding out about any of this at my job. Um, I, I, it just scared the crap out of me and I didn't want anyone to know. And I, I was, I guess I was afraid of like being judged. I was afraid of what people would think. I felt so ashamed, even though it wasn't like necessarily anything I had done. Um, there was all this stuff that was coming up. So, um, perfect timing as God always has, you know, he, um, connected me. My friend called me about a month after my ex-husband had moved out and she was doing this prayer group. Um, and honestly, I didn't really want to go to it. Um, but it was my best friend and she was really excited about it. And she was like, it would really mean a lot to me if you would be there. So I was like, okay, I'll do this for, for her. Right. So, um, but anyway, it ended up being exactly what I needed. The, the group, the book they were working through, all the stuff that was coming up was exactly the kinds of things that I was moving through at this point in my life. Um, and it was, it was such a difficult time and it, it, it was very much a Joseph season in some ways. And it was also very much like, um, like a Moses season at the same time, because it was like. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Um, what am I going to do about money? How am I going to make this work? Like, what if they don't, what if my, I can't get that promotion because um, I'm, you know, going to have a second child and I'm going through a divorce. I mean, it was all irrational, but this was the stuff that I was like moving through. And then he leads me to this group and I find this group of friends and it deepens my relationship with him. And it ultimately led me to a church that I was going through at that, going to, at that time that was, that just deepened my connection to God. It taught me, um, more about how to connect to him. I, I really felt God in that church and around that community. And there was a whole community of people that were just, it was everything I needed at the time. Um, and the other thing that happened was there was this supernatural peace. Uh, that's the only way I can describe it, that God provided me when I was going through all of this. Um, it felt, it was, it was very much a tower moment, right? If you're familiar with the tarot card, the tower, and it's all about like, um, you know, this huge change and transition, like where everything about your life and your reality is changing and being broken down. Um, and that's what it felt like. And I just remember feeling like I was in a waking dream a lot of times. Cause it was like, whose life is this? Like what happened? Like, I don't recognize anything about my life. Everything feels foreign. Everything feels scary. Um, everything feels chaotic. I I'm suddenly trying to navigate, you know, be raising my youngest by myself and then, you know, being, getting ready to have my daughter. Um, and at the time this was before, um, my sister had moved in. 
Um, so anyway, it was just a really freaky, scary time for me. And God provided me this group of people and this guidance through this community. Um, and he was also giving me this supernatural peace. And the only way I can describe it is it, it was as if like you're walking through, they always show me this image when I go back to this. It's like, there's this big explosion and disaster happening behind you and there's fire and explosion and bombs and all this stuff. And you're walking, you're just walking away from it and you can't hear any of it. And it's like, you're in this bubble and nothing can hit you. Nothing can touch you. You're just totally encapsulated and safe. That was how it felt moving through this. That's what God was doing for me. Um, and the, through this time, I, I started to hear him more. I started to receive more guidance from him. Um, and he led me to people that were helping, to, like through those people, he was giving me insights and understanding and revelation as I was moving through this whole process. So that was sort of like one aspect of the, of this season that I was going through at the same time, um, my sister ends up starting to have her, her, you know, her own situation unfolding. And so she ends up um, reaching out to me. This was about six months, I think, after my my ex-husband had moved out. And she was reached out about whether she could move in. So then, you know, now God's bringing the two of us together. So we're able to help each other and support each other through this whole situation. She's going through her own stuff. I'm going through my stuff. And God's like, here, why don't you, you know, you guys move in together and you can help each other and you can support each other. So then that was, you know, basically what happened for the next few years. The two of us were living together and, and it was, we were able to make everything work um, and sort of get our footing back under our feet as, you know, all this other stuff was happening. Then um, I get to the point, well, then, um, so my daughter's born and now she's about eight months old. Um, and then my father starts to fall ill. He had had cancer, um, for a few years before this, but basically the cancer had started to, um, run its course. Like there, he had leukemia. So what basically his body was no longer accepting the transfusions, the infusions of the blood that they were giving him. And it basically meant the beginning of the end. And so, um, this is where the Joseph season came in for me. And I remember when I was going through the divorce situation, at one point I was at this weekend, there was a weekend event and it was called Encounter God. And one of the preachers was telling me that I was in a Joseph season um, and that I was, you know, being like prepared to help my family. Now, I had no idea what that meant. So I go read the book of jo or the story about Joseph in, in, X, in Genesis. And based on the way the story talks about it, I took it more literally. And I thought like somehow I was going to be helping my family financially or something. I didn't, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I just knew that's what, you know, he had told me. And this was about a year before I actually stepped into the Joseph season, um, and moved into that next stage of faith and growth with God where, um, my dad is now sick. Um, he started to decline really fast. It was in, I think it was like in the space of a month, less than a month um, from when they told us that, you know, basically he has a limited number of days. We can't tell you exactly. It could be a week. It could be a couple months. Um, so at that point I was going and um, staying with my stepmom and my other sister that was, she was still a teenager at the time. And um, I was helping them take care of my dad um, and just helping them with, with my, my dad and whatnot. And my sister was taking care of our kids, um, 
and her son at the house. Like, so, and again, if, if God hadn't put us together at the time that he did, it would have been a lot harder for me to be able to be there to help my dad and my stepmom at that time that they needed it. Um, so what really started to, uh, after this all unfolded, what I kind of, what I came to realize is this was my Joseph season and this was how God was showing up through that season in my life. So when my dad passed, um, mind you through this whole previous year, I've been drawing closer to God. I'm, I've been working on my relationship with God. I've, I'm in regular connection to him. I'm hearing him all the time. Um, and I'm also, um, in this space where I have like this supernatural peace and I'm just really able to be led and keep moving forward, even though everything around my life and in my life, it feels like it's falling apart. Everything feels like it's not going well. Now my dad's dying, you know, like it was just all, all this stuff being thrown at me. Um, while I'm, I have, you know, an eight month old daughter and my, my uh, oldest was like just turned three. Um, and I'm in a demanding job. It was just uh, this confluence of things, you know, kind of like one of those, how much can someone take kind of a situation. But I had this peace and I had this like inner Zen. I don't know how else to describe it. So then it comes to the point where, you know, it's like my dad's last days and it was the night he died. Um, and I, um, was outside in the backyard and I was just out there getting some air cause it was a lot, you know, as you can imagine, I'd been up late most nights helping him and, um, everybody at this point had been coming in and out of the house to say their goodbyes. Um, cause everybody knew it, at this point he was incapacitated. Like he couldn't talk. He was heavily, you know, they were, they had him on a lot of medications and stuff. So he couldn't talk and he couldn't speak. Um, and, uh, it gets to the point where the, the night he died and I'm outside and I felt like this, I don't know how to explain it. It what it wasn't wind, but it felt like when somebody walks past you, you know, that feeling and there's that, like that little bit of air that moves in whenever someone walks in front of you. Um, except I was outside and there was no wind and it was really calm night. Um, and then about a second after that, I hear my dad. Um, I hear his voice and he says, okay, sweetie, um, it's time for me to go now. <clears throat> You've been a good daughter. I love you, but it's time for me to go. And I'm just sitting there kind of dumbfounded because I, as far as I know, my dad's still in the room, like, you know, and he's still there. Um, before I can even process what just happened, my sister-in-law comes to the back door and she's like, Rochelle, I think you need to come in here. Something is going on with your dad. Um, I'm like, okay, <clears throat> sorry, I can never get through this story without crying. But, um, so I go in the room and everyone is standing around my dad's bed and they're all looking at me and I'm like, why is everyone looking at me? Like somehow I know what to do. And I, I didn't think I knew what to do. Um, but it just came to me like it just. It was, I don't know how to explain it. Again, the Holy Spirit, you know, it just, it came to me what to do. So I'm looking around at all of them. Everybody's crying. My stepmom is looking at me like, please help us. Please do something. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, my dad's breathing is kind of labored. Um, so instantly I'm like, okay, everybody hold hands. Um, I'm just going to start praying. So I start praying. Um, and I, I knew, I don't know how to explain it. This is before I realized I had 
psychic abilities and spiritual gifts. Um, it was before I had like embraced them. So at the time I can only describe it. Like I just was getting, I knew what to do and I was hearing what to do. Um, and so I heard, you know, um, he's afraid to let go. He's afraid, um, to release and he needs help crossing over. And I'm like, okay. Um, so I, I just called in Yeshua. That's how, that's how I say Jesus name. I called him in and, um, I, I prayed and I asked him to please step forward and help my dad because my dad was hesitant to let go, but he was ready to let go and he just needed some help. Um, and then in my mind's eye, I saw Yeshua step forward. I saw like, so I'm, I was at my dad, the foot of my dad's bed and I see this, like, it was like this light right around where his head was. Um, and I saw Yeshua standing right there and, um, he was just standing there with his hand out, like looking at my dad. And then my dad got up. I saw him like get up, um, and turn toward him and take his hand. And they just walked into the light. And then my dad took his last breath. His, it was like his last breath went out and then that was it. He stopped breathing. And, um, I don't know in hindsight, again, it, it was this supernatural thing. There was no way I could have been keeping it together through this at that time, except for God there, there was no other way. Um, and everybody was looking at me after that, like, what do we do? And, and I remember my, I can still remember it. Like it was yesterday. My stepmom looks at me and she's, you know, all Terry and she's like, was that it? And I was like, yeah, he's, he's gone. Um, and so we all just, you know, went about the process and, you know, had our time and, and, and whatever. Um, and then later when I was reflecting, it was, it just hit me. Like, this is what the pastor was telling me of what he meant about the Joseph season. It had nothing to do with preparing my family for some famine or whatever I had, you know, thought in my mind at the time that I read that story. It had to do with preparing me to, to do that for my family. And it had to do with preparing me to move through all this stuff that I was moving through at, all at once. Um, sorry. <clears throat> like I said, I can't ever get through that story without crying. But that's, that's God's zone of genius. His zone of genius is when, um, when things look like that, when everything looks like, like it's, it's just falling apart. Nothing is going to work out. Like, how am I going to get through this? How can this work out? Like, how can there be, you know, anything good on the other side of this? But there always is. Um, and that's just one of the, of the seasons of, uh, that I've had. And that's just one of the, the stories of kind of my own movement through faith, um, despite everything that's going on. And, um, he's, I'm getting that it, it, he wanted me to share this, even though that was very vulnerable to do. Um, because other people need to hear this right now. There's a lot of people moving through things. Um, whether they're difficult things like what I just shared with, you know, going through a divorce and then subsequently, you know, my losing my dad, um, and having to be the rock 
for my family during that time and having to be, it was like Joseph and Moses combined because I also had to lead them through that whole thing, even though it was my dad too. But, um, I was the one that was called to do that for my family. Um, and I had many moments like Moses where it was like, what? Like, I can't do this. Like you're asking too much of me. Um, so, um, it can be, it could be something like that. It could be like a leap of faith where, you know, you're praying for <clears throat> something you want in your life. Maybe it's a business like my current walk in faith right now. The, the, the season I'm in right now is, you know, having left my job and pursuing this business, um, and all that can come with that. Uh, it's, it's, you know, taking these steps when, um, you don't know, you don't know if the path is going to be there under your feet. Um, so it could be something along those lines. It could be, um, you know, should I, should I jump into this business venture and leave my job and pursue this full time? Am I going to be okay? It can be, how am I going to get through this really difficult thing? Uh, or it could be something else. It could be that, you know, God is calling you to something, um, that maybe scares the crap out of you to do. Um, but you can't shake that call. Okay. So those, these are all the types of, of faith, the types of things that require faith, the types of situations where we have to walk in faith and not by sight. Because if you walk by sight, if you look at all the shit happening around you, crumbling around you, um, let yourself, uh, listen to the things people are going to tell you. You know, it'll, it'll, it'll stop you. And they're taking me to a scene, um, from this movie. Um, but it's an example that applies to a lot of situations where there's a child and there's some sort of like something chaotic or scary or traumatic is happening. And there's another adult there with that child trying to keep them to look at them. Like, don't look at that scene. Look at me. Keep your eyes on me. Don't look over there. Don't see your mom getting hurt. Don't see that car accident. Don't see like whatever. Keep your eyes here. Keep your eyes on me because they know they don't want that. They don't want that image branded in the kid's brain, right? It's the same thing with God. It's like, keep your eyes on me. Keep your, keep close to me during this time because it's gonna look scary. It's going to look like nothing is working out. It's going to look like you're failing or it's going to look like it's not going to work. But I've got you. I've got you no matter what. And he always does. So um, that is one of the reasons he wanted me to share this story. Because uh, there's a lot of people out there that need to hear that. And they need to be reminded of that. Because you're either going through some shit right now or... um, or you're, you're walking, you're, you're walking into something that you want to do or that you're called to do and you don't know how it's going to work out. And that's where it's, it's that definition of faith. It's, it's believing without evidence. It's belief without evidence. Or another way of, of looking at that is belief, even when it looks like it's not going to work out, even when everything looks like it's happening the exact opposite way of whatever you're moving toward or whatever you're moving through. So, uh, if you are 
doing something like this, if you are in a season where you're, you are really being called to have faith, it's not something that, um, how do I put this? Cause I don't want to say it's not natural. Cause I think we all have it in us. It's just that we're kind of conditioned out of it We're And part of that is we're, it's almost like we're taught that God's like out over here somewhere. He's, he's up there in the ether far away and he's sitting on this big throne and like, he's kind of out of reach or out of touch. And like, you know what I mean? Like the, it's sort of that idea that it's external and he's way out there, but it's, it's not, it's in here. It's internal. It's all within you. He dwells within you. Um, you are an expression of him in physical form. That is what is really meant by, um, what is that? That we're made in the image of our creator, right? That's what it means. Each one of us is a physical expression of God. He gave us his essence, that, that energetic spark. That's your soul. It's a piece of him. So he's always accessible to you inside. And so that brings me to some of the things you can go to and how do you do this? How does one walk by faith and not by sight? Because it is scary and you are going to have times where that fear is going to just be screaming at you and it's going to be right in your face and you're going to be like, you know, I don't know if I can do this and you're going to want to turn around and run the other way. So one of the first things is connecting with inner guidance, connecting within, which is also to connect with God. So, um, this can come in a number of ways because like I said, and he's taking me to this now, like sometimes other people are going to be sent to you to help you. He's going to send other people into your life. Um, like he's doing that with me right now. Like, you know, if you're coming across this podcast, whenever you come across it is going to be when you need to hear it. It's going to be when it speaks to you based on whatever you're moving through. Um, it's the same thing with other people. Like he will put people in your path at certain times because he knows that they're going to say something to you or they're going to something about that interaction is going to be exactly what you need to help you. Um, so that's one way that he will communicate with you. Another way is within yourself. And so you, you will have to, you may need to build that muscle a little bit if it's not something you're doing right now. So that's things like meditation if you are, um, you know, if you read the Bible, if the Bible is something that you go to that it, it's reading the Bible or whatever book it is for you, if you're of a different, if you're not Christian, if it's a different book, whatever the book is for you, um, because he will also speak to you through that word. He will speak to you through whatever he's going to use, whatever you, whatever he can access you to, like whatever he's going to give him access to you, he's going to use it. Um, so that's another way he can, he can come to you. And then the inner guidance, like, so the meditation, meditation is said to be the highest form of prayer. And I believe that is because you can actually directly commune with God through meditation. And there's different ways that can look. I, I just know what it looks like for me, which is where sometimes I will see things in my mind's eye. Sometimes he will talk to me. He will actually like speak to me. Other times he just gives me knowledge um, where I'll just know what to do. Um, other times it's a feeling, um, it's a nudge. So it'll be different for everyone. So it's a matter of building that relationship with him and just taking time and spending time with him every day and going within every day in the form of meditation. So connecting with your inner guidance is really important. Your own intuition, your inner 
you know, that inner voice, that, that quiet within. So you need to get away from the, the noise of the world for a few minutes every day to do that. And the more you do it, the better you'll, the more attuned you'll get and the more you'll receive from him. Um, because if you're not, you know, it, it, again, it's like a muscle. If you don't, if you're not doing these practices, um, it's really difficult for you to, for him to get through to you. So that's the first thing. The second thing is taking the inspired action. Okay. So this is what I'm talking about when I said, um, at the time that I was, when, when he had, was guiding me through how to help my dad cross over, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea, no idea, um, uh, that he was using my gifts that way, what, what was happening. Um, but I was connecting to him regularly. My, my intuition was strong. My connection to him was strong because I had spent an entire, you know, year drawing nearer to him and doing all of the inner guidance aspect of it, um, before that. And now I understand that that was how he was preparing me for the time when my dad was going to pass, um, so that I would be ready to step into that role. Um, and so when you're at that point, the inspired action, it's, it's similar to what I was describing when I was talking about that. Like I just was getting the knowledge of what to do. I was hearing the Holy spirit telling me do this, say that, um, I was seeing what was happening um, as it was happening in my mind's eye and I was feeling a lot of it too. So, um, all of those things were working together so that I knew what to do in that moment or any given moment. And that's, that's how it works. It's, it's having that connection and really strengthening that connection every day. Even if you're not moving through something right now, I would highly recommend doing that, you know, heightening that connection, doing that practice to strengthen that muscle, so to speak, so that when the, you know, when things do come up, you are, you're better able to receive that inspiration that's going to lead you into the next step. Cause it doesn't have to be this as, as sort of a dramatic type of a situation. This can apply to all kinds of aspects of your life, um, and help you. So, the inspired action is like when you get those guidances, whether it's, whether you're hearing it, whether it's coming at you through other people, you know, have you ever noticed like sometimes you're praying about something and then you're not paying attention, you're driving along, maybe you've got the radio on and all of a sudden a certain lyric will just jump out at you and you're not even paying attention to the song. And it's almost like an answer to what you were asking, right? That's not an accident. It's not a coincidence. That's how he works. That's what he will do those kinds of things to get the message to you. So, um, when you receive it, when you notice it, that's when you take the action. That's when it's like, Oh, okay. So I was asking you about this and now you're telling me this. So this is what I need to do. And you just trust it as hard as that might be. It's trusting that you're, that the action, that the guidance you're getting is divine. It's from God. It's from, um, your inner, you know, your inner, your intuition from source, however you conceive of it. Um, and you can trust it because it's for your highest good. It's answering your prayer. It's leading you in the way of what you're, what you're needing and you're asking for. And then the last piece is to release the attachment to the outcome as hard as that may be. Um, so this is where it gets like, and this is why I, and I'm hearing it again, like expect miracles, expect the best. Um, stop allowing that voice in your head when things aren't looking a certain way, um, or when you have an expectation of an outcome, 
um, you need to detach from it and, and be more open to different, different types of outcomes and different ways things can happen for you. Because a lot of times the blessings are packaged in a very different thing than what you expect. When you have this built up expectation, you can often miss your blessing. You can miss, um, what is, what, is being delivered to you because you expect it to be in a different package. And that's not to say it won't come to you because it will. Like what's meant for you is going to find its way to you. But you might just be getting in the way by having too much of an expectation and being too attached to things unfolding in a specific way. Uh, so it's really important to release that attachment to that and be more open to things coming to you in a different form or just however they might come. Um, because it's going to, like I said, that's where all these other things are going to start to work in your favor or help you, right? Like other people, conversations with other people, you will start to um, find, you know, the answers there or the blessings there or the opportunities may come to you through a different person. It might come to you. Um, I mean, it, it can even be like times they're telling me like when, you know, sometimes you're late in the morning and you're stressing about how you're late um, and you're not going to get there on time, but it's a delay. It's like a deliberate delay because then you're going to get there at exact moment that you're going to meet somebody that's going to be able to help you, um, further your path toward whatever you're working towards or, um, some other type of a divine appointment like that. So there's all kinds of different ways that things can unfold. So, try, you know, really, really working on not being attached to a specific outcome and being open, um, to the different ways that things can come to you. And the other thing he's taking me to is, what so many of us are, are struggle with so much and myself included, I, I still have to work at this and I now know I will have to work at this my whole life. Uh, and that is getting out of the negative what if game. Okay. Cause when you're moving in a, in a season of faith, when you're going towards something you really want for yourself, or when you're moving through a lot of stuff, like I was describing earlier, that's really challenging and difficult. Um, fear is going to confront you. It's going to come up. You're going to be all of all of these deep seated fears are going to start to be triggered and they're going to be, you know, screaming at you and jumping up and down in front of you. Um, and that can make it really difficult and you're going, and it's very easy to sit there and start entertaining those and playing these little movies in your mind of all the horrible things that can happen and how awful it can go. And it's being disciplined not to allow yourself to do that being disciplined, when you catch yourself doing that, stop it and start reminding yourself of these truths, many of which are in the Bible. And that is that you are always being supported. You are always being guided. Things are always working out for you. Things are always working for your highest good. Things are always working out in your favor. And if you need to go find some verses to keep near you to help remind you of that, or you need to find other affirmations, if it's not the Bible for you, do that. Um, and just keep going back to those over and over and over. And yes, it will, it takes some discipline and it takes consistency, but, um, you do not want to entertain that negative. What if game, you don't want to allow it to have space or time in your head. Um, because where energy goes, what is that? Where energy flows, where the mind goes, energy flows, right? So you want the energy to flow to what you want. So that's what you want to keep your mind on. And also just remembering when you are playing the negative what if game, you're essentially doing like Moses did, right? Like you're saying like, really God, like, do you really know what you're doing? Cause you, you think I'm going to be the one to be able to lead these people out of here. Um, I can't do that. I'm just Moses. That's basically saying like, I don't trust you, God. I don't trust your judgment. 
Um, and we do that all the time when we worry and when we allow ourselves to entertain that negative thinking. So really being careful about that and um, really releasing attachment to a specific outcome and being open and just keeping yourself in that state of trust that it's all working out for you because it is always working out for you. God wants you to win. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to thrive and he will take any situation and turn it around for your good. If you allow it and you remind yourself to stay open to that. Um, so, um, that is, that is kind of the, the, the story and the topics I have for you today. And just, uh, just remembering and keeping in mind that walking by faith and not by sight is not easy. It's not easy. And I, and he always says this to me when I think about it, that this is why it's called the straight and narrow. This is why it's called the path, the, the road less traveled because it's not easy. Um, it requires courage. It requires trust. It requires a willingness to let go of our fears and our doubts, which we will be so tempted to lean into in such times. Um, for whatever reason, we seem to be inclined to that. So, um, that is uh, what I have for you today. I really hope that this has been helpful and inspires you. I hope it speaks to the people that it's meant to speak to um, and trusting that it will reach those of you who need this at the time that you need it the most. Um, so again, I hope it's it's been helpful and I hope it's blessed you. And if you have any questions or topics that you would like me to talk about in the future um, or go deeper into, um, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can always uh, just DM me on um, Facebook uh, or you can reach me at Rochelle at faithfitnessjoy.com. And um, until next time, remember to keep shining your light and walking by faith because you are loved more than you could possibly imagine by the most high. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you have a great day and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining Faith Fitness Joy today. I hope you found something helpful in today's episode. I would love to hear what you think. So please leave a comment and let me know what you found helpful or what you would like to learn more about in future episodes. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe. You can also connect with me on social media at Faith Fitness Joy on either Instagram or Facebook, or please join my private Faith Fitness Joy Facebook group where I offer lots of great information, master classes, and weekly channel guidance, and more. Check out my blog at www.faithfitnessjoy.com. This is Rochelle Weiss. Wishing you health and happiness of mind, body, and soul.